Hello and welcome to the Practical Pisces podcast. I'm Chelsea Harder, your favorite psychic medium, your host and your guide through the world of spirituality and all things woo. Here I'm going to share my stories, what I've learned along my path and my experiences, as well as all the different things that come up when you're connecting with spirit. So I'm inviting you to bring your soul to the table and join me with spirit. Let's channel. Well, hello and welcome. Today I really want to discuss tarot cards, oracle cards, 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 cards. Today is why do I use tarot cards? Where is the value in them? How do they work? And what's even the point? I had my first love of connecting with spirit really by using tarot cards, really connecting into my psychic gifts by using tarot cards. Now, what tarot cards are is a tool for divination. There are so many different tools for divination. There's people who use even just playing cards. There's crystal ball, palm readings, astrology is a tool for divination as well. There's people who read crystals. You can you could read somebody by establishing meaning to three different leaves and then putting them in front of someone and whatever they chose was the meaning. So what are they? Why do they work? Well, it is like having a dictionary in front of you that yes, in their book comes with their own definitions and their own meaning. And also when we interact with a deck of cards, we begin to establish our own meaning, what they mean to us. And when we're reading for ourselves or reading for others, it's because we're meant to utilize our dictionary. And I say that in, in mediumship readings as well. We're using our dictionary, what they mean to me. And I have never taken a formal tarot class. I've never done it in the sense of this academic way. It was a space of self-discovery, of being self-taught and seeing how it showed up for me. Now, my experience wasn't that I was seeking the cards out or that I even knew much about them. My knowledge was from that movie Big with Tom Hanks and he went to the Zoltar and pulled out a card and that's not even the same thing, but that was about my knowledge on a psychic. That's a that's about what I had. And I was just with a friend who happened to have oracle cards and set them in front of me and just said, I feel like you'd be really good at this. And that was spirit's way of communicating through a safe space an opportunity for me to expand in my psychic gifts and literally put the tools in front of me and i say that to remind you spirit will put things right in front of you at just the right time when i picked up the cards i just set them down read from the book saw the meaning but then i also conveyed what i was feeling about it at the end of the day you can put cards in front of somebody and read the book and that's enough. They get their message, they can move forward. Yet, when you put your own spin and you connect into yourself and what you're experiencing, that's when the psychic piece comes in. That's when you tap into your own psychic messages. So take down all the expectation of how it's supposed to look. The way you read won't necessarily be the way I do it. 
I've been to several different card readers. I love to see different people expressing their gifts in a new and different way and seeing how they bring through information. I've seen people do specific card spreads. I've seen people that have their own system. They have their own way. Well, then how do you start to develop your own approach with tarot cards? How do you even begin? For me, it was picking a deck that called to me. Now, my first deck was gifted to me. There is this old belief that your first deck of cards should be gifted to you. You do not have to do that, but it's always lovely when it happens. I've always loved to give decks of cards along the way. I've loved to give them and to initiate that in others, but you do not necessarily have to have someone give you one. If you are in a shop or you are online and this deck just feels like it's calling to you, get it, purchase it bring it into your life. Moving from there, you've got your first deck of cards. How should you begin to learn it? Is it studying it to death? Not necessarily. My experience was I would pull a card each day of what did I need to know most. I would sit with that card. I would read from the book. I would see how I felt about it. I'd address what I was going through in that moment. And that is what helped me learn each card. I would read for others. And even when I first started and I was starting to do readings in a professional setting in safe spaces with regular clients, I would bring out new decks that I was trying to learn and practice them. And it would give me an opportunity to grow. So finding safe spaces where you can read for others to see different experiences, to see things without your own bias clouding things and really seeing someone else will also help you learn your deck. Each one has its own personality and it's yours to define what that personality is. It sounds kind of goofy to describe it that way, but it is. I have probably 15 or 20 different tarot decks at home and each one has a totally different approach of looking at things. The first deck that I really, really connected with, it is called Tarot of the Divine. It's by Yoshitani. Bear with me if I'm pronouncing that wrong. But I loved it because each card told a story and that really helped me remember the meaning of the card because I'd see the imagery on it and I would remember, oh yeah, this one's the story about this and they talk about this and that was all about this meaning. Like it really, from my mind, I really connected with the story aspect of it. But for others, it can be very different. So let yourself be connected with different things and know that it's not about, oh, well, I need to know that Queen of Swords means this and that Ace of Wands means this. You can approach it from that academic standpoint, but I'm always going to encourage you to find your own way through it. How does it click for you? Because it's going to be so different than another person. And that's why we have a world that has so many readers, because each person needs their person and maybe even multiple readers. I love to see different people and I can sense who I need in their guidance. And also who doesn't love a second opinion? Like, hey, so-and-so said this and I just wanted to check in and, and I'm gonna give you my feedback. I love doing that kind of work with cards too and, and seeing my colleagues thrive as well. I digress. Coming back to, okay, well then, how do we really bring that psychic piece in? There's so many different ways that you can use cards to understand what someone is needing or what you are needing. Card spreads are awesome. 
and they can be a bit complicated. They, I don't think there is a finite number of different spreads and you can create your own. You can say, okay, like you can, I've seen ones where it's an inner child spread. I've seen one where it's the Celtic cross. I've seen where it's past, present, future. There's ones where you can do card spreads where it's what's the forecast for each month of the year, each week. You can look at timing. You can look at all these different things to really get you clear answers. One of my favorites is a yes, no card pull. If the card comes face up, it's, or right side up, it's a yes. If it comes in reverse, it's a no. And that's a great way to get confirmation. So there's so much you can do with cards and that's why I love it as a tool. I don't want to say I rely on them. I think they're there to support me. But at the end of the day, it's my message to that person that's in front of me. At the end of the day, it's what I perceive it as. If I put that card down and I see it and I know technically what the meaning is and I know what this usually means, but in this moment right now, it really feels like it's trying to say this. That's the psychic. That's the truth. That's what's needed. Trusting yourself is going to be the most integral part of you and the cards connecting is when you see it's a guideline, but it's really you. I can read you without the cards. I like the cards because it gives me such a clear format of how you're needing this information to come through. That's how I feel about it. It gives me format. It's like putting words together of a sentence. For me, it's I'm not necessarily one, two, three, here's three cards. What do you need to know? I might throw down hundreds of cards in this reading. I'm not counting. I might go through all five decks that I have in front of me in that moment. It really could be, or I might only pull 10 because we've really talked about each and every one. When I'm pulling cards, it's like putting together the words of a sentence and it's beautiful. I may use all the cards in that deck. So then what's the difference between tarot and oracle? So tarot, there is going to be the major arcana and the minor arcana which so the major arcana you're going to see things for example the moon the sun the death card the lover's card the hierophant the chariot those are all these consistent ones you're going to see in tarot now then you get into the minor arcana which are going to be like ace of wands two of wands, but it's going to go in those orders. There's four different ones. They kind of use different language in each tarot deck, but it's all kind of the same format. Now, Oracle cards are a lot more open-ended. It can really be anything you want it to be. That's why you'll see Oracle cards that'll be like, hack your nervous system, or you'll see Oracle cards that are like sacred forest medicine. You're going to see all this huge variety where it's a lot more open-ended. One is not better than the other. I think tarot's just more common and familiar to people, and that's the verbiage that we use. I tend to lean towards tarot personally. That's usually what I'm using when I'm doing a reading for someone. And it's because I like how direct it can be. And not to say that Oracle can't be direct, but I find that tarot tends to be very direct and to the point and specific where Oracle can really feel like overarching themes and an overarching message. I might pull one Oracle card for you, but the rest of your reading is tarot. One of my favorite Oracle decks to use is the Animal Apothecary because I think one, it connects you into 
animal spirit and animal messages and connecting with this earthly realm and also giving these really beautiful stories of alignment with you and also showing you one clear message to like bring the whole thing together. And that's how I typically integrate both tarot and oracle. First deck of cards was an oracle deck and it was one that was a bit more simplistic, something that wasn't too serious, but started to help me connect with messages in a really gentle and loving way. And that's what I needed to get started. And so I usually love to encourage people start with Oracle. Let it be a gentle love first before you get really into these decks that'll tell you really straight up how it is. Sometimes we need a soft entry into this world of trusting ourselves and, and trusting spirit and connecting with your psychic space. So then how do you know when a deck of cards isn't for you? How do you know and discern what isn't for you? I mean, that's a big question in life in general, but how do we look at a deck of cards and say, this isn't for me? I've bought plenty of decks that I thought I would love and then started to use and just say, this does not make any sense to me. No matter how many times I try to look at it or how many times I try to integrate it, it just isn't clicking. That is how you know. If you try to read it and it just keeps feeling like gobbledygook the whole time, it's not for you. Just let it go. And and I would even take that encouragement as who can you pass it along to? This is my favorite. This deck of cards crossed my path for a reason. Who's it for? That's been a big one and a favorite one for me is sometimes I bring them in to initiate someone else and I love to share that gift with people. So if you happen to find yourself with a deck that you're just like, I want to love it, but this is not it for me. (laughs) That's a great moment to share the love. And I will say it is real cut and dry when something isn't for you. You'll put it in your hands. You're like, it doesn't even shuffle right. It'll be as simple as that. Like, why can't I even shuffle this thing? And it's just it's just saying your energies don't mesh and that's totally okay and normal. Now, one of the more challenging pieces about tapping into the psychic and tarot cards and giving readings is the confidence, the questioning ourselves, the how do I let this flow through and know I'm not gonna fuck it up? Well, Good news and bad news. Good news is you are going to learn to have confidence and you're going to trust yourself and it's something that will develop over time. And also the bad news is you're going to have time to fuck up. You're going to hear no. You're going to hear that doesn't make sense to me. And it may make you feel like you're being thrown off your game. But I also sometimes in the moment when we're hearing something that we don't necessarily want to hear, It can also be where I tell people, put a pin in it, it might make more sense later, and it usually does. And also, I'm willing to see where I misinterpreted the message. Because at the end of the day, we're interpreting messages from spirit, and it's not necessarily the easiest thing in the world. It can be, and it can also be confusing. And so giving yourself a little grace, a little patience, and understanding that it's not gonna be perfect and it's going to be perfect. It's exactly what you needed. And it's also, you're going to have times that you stumble over your words. You're going to have moments where it feels clunky as hell. And you're going to have moments where you don't know what to say. I remember one of my first readings, I had someone call me and I, I kid you not, I had someone call me a charlatan. I was like, 
I just started reading and what do you mean? Oh, I was so upset and I almost quit and I just started. It was like maybe my like third or fourth reading. And this person was like, you're a charlatan. You looked me up. You you Googled me. You found out my information. You asked about me. And I was like, I didn't. I, I swear. Like, oh, I was so upset. I was shattered. Shattered. And I didn't know how to move forward. I didn't know how to trust myself after that. I was like, what if they're right? You know, and being so worried about judgment and, and the shame that came with it and the guilt. Like, I even refunded the person the $25 I charged for that reading. Oh, yeah. And then that person came back three weeks later and said, you know, you were right. And I have more questions. And it was the sweetest little validation moment and also like charlatan oh knife to my heart someone who cares so much and wants to do so well i felt so broken by that and it's also a reminder of one just because you're not feeling like you connected with that person doesn't necessarily mean you were wrong either i've done close to a thousand readings or a thousand somewhere in that range which is a lot i've done events where i've read for hundreds of people. I've done readings where I've been at a wedding. I've done readings where I've been at a beer fest. I've done readings out of somebody's closet. I've done readings at someone's dining room table. I've done readings in an office setting. I've done readings virtually. I've traveled the world and done readings. I've seen it every kind of way. And maybe there's even more ways to come. But I say that in the sense of, I've seen it a whole bunch of different ways and I have had some clunky readings and I have had some epic readings. And the clunky ones have taught me some really good material. Let those moments that don't feel perfect be your favorite teacher because they show you how you can learn this dictionary that spirit's giving you even better than you knew it before. It shows you where you have growth. And it also reminds you what isn't for you either. Maybe that's not the type of person that you're calling in as someone who's looking to poke holes in you. And that you get to say to spirit, bring me the people that are aligned for me. I do not need everyone. That is a valid request with them as well. Now, one of the things that someone had asked me is like, when is the right time to get a reading? When is the right time to do the deep dive or do a check-in or how often should I be reading for myself? So the first one I'm going to address is how often should you be pulling cards for yourself? I think it's a great thing to put as part of your like ritual or your routine is pulling a card every day, like one, like one for you. Where's my rule of thumb when, when and how often should you get a reading? I think some people wonder, gosh, should I get a reading every week or just once a year? I think trust your intuition on when you're needing support and my rule of thumb is once every one to two months at most. Like that's it probably as frequently as you would need it. And I say need very lightly because I have people who come in once a quarter or twice a year or only on their birthday and that's perfect for them. So find your flow and also know that, hey, you might have some shit hit the fan in your life and you need guidance now and that's okay to need guidance that quickly. And also, I love when people have a routine where they're regularly checking in and they're bringing questions and they're getting clarity and they're seeing where things can ebb and flow and shift. So then, how does a psychic reading work? Is everything finite? 
is it, oh, I'm gonna get the same message every time? Is my path determined so strongly? No. And actually reminding you, we all have free will. My personal belief is this. We have infinite timelines on this planet, all of which we can tap into by determining what we want. You can see in your life where you have opportunities to choose your own path. And it makes me think about those old books that used to be where it would be like, choose your own adventure. And it'll say, oh, do you want to go down this road or down this road? Flip to page 54. That is so much how life is. You can look at the life you're living and say, you know what? This timeline is not for me. This one of suffering and of struggle, this is not it. That's when you come and get a reading and say, here's what I want in life. What needs to shift? And how do I get into that timeline? And that's where I come in. That's how I like to do readings is say, okay, well, you want this thriving career, but you've been stuck being a barista. How do we change your career and getting you aligned with what you want? It's identifying where your roadblocks are. It's showing you where you can connect more with yourself or showing you okay, well, where your passions lie, what this job would include, how do you connect into that vibration? That's what I like to look at. I don't think your path is finite. Now, I think there are some key character moments that do happen. I think we do have moments where we're being tested by spirit to see if we really want what we really want. I think that we're still gonna face obstacles. So all of that's valid. But I want to just honor and address that you have free will, that you create your own destiny, and whatever it is that you're trying to climb towards in life can change the more that you become and align with your most high and favorite version of yourself. One of the other questions that someone was asking me to answer on the podcast was, what kind of, what what topics do people come in to ask about? Or are they just always asking about love? Or are they just always asking about career? Or are they just always asking about family? Like, yes, those are the three big things, but some people come in because they wanna understand where can I do better in my spiritual work? Some can come in and even ask me, okay, where can I shift my branding and my message for my business? And, and how do I incorporate where I feel about this, this, and this, and align that in with my business. I have some people who come in and they're trying to figure out a legal battle. I have some that are coming in to figure out how to navigate a divorce. So there's so much that you can ask about and get nitty gritty and specific, especially in readings with me. And we can really see and answer all these questions you may bring in. And also you can come in and just say, the fuck does spirit want me to know? And that's a great way to approach it as well. The best piece of advice I would say is if you're ready for a reading with whomever that may be, try to approach it without expectation and approach it with curiosity. I have questions and spirit's gonna tell you what you need to hear regardless of your questions. At the end of the day, it's not about me. It's about spirit trying to be in your life and connect with you and support you so that you can live the life that you want to be living. And so it's not so much about me. And I even talk about this in my mediumship readings with who do you want to communicate with your team of people? Who's gonna share that message best for you? And that is 
who you should pick to give you a reading and how if you decide to read for others, why people are going to choose you because they feel a sense of, I trust you with my people and spirit to give me the message I need most. And to understand it's not about my ego or my personality necessarily, but that am I going to convey the message you need the way you need to hear it. And that's what's most important. I have this one client who always tends to get the same message until this person is really ready to make the changes. So is it possible to get a reading and hear the same thing over and over again? Absolutely. Until you've heard it and understood it and made the changes that need to be made, you're going to keep hearing the same message. You're going to keep hearing the same thing over and over again. And for some people, it's actually really helpful that that's their way of learning is that they need to hear it a few times for it to click. And that's totally okay. And she'll always be like, does that annoy you? I'm like, no, it means that spirit is being that clear with you and that the message is the same because there haven't been changes made just yet. And that's okay. So giving yourself some grace and, man, I keep getting readings. They keep telling me the same thing and I don't know what the fuck to do. It's like give yourself some grace and knowing, hey, it's okay that you just need to hear it a couple times because it hasn't clicked yet and you may not be ready to make those changes just yet. So take it as a confirmation that you've already heard what you needed to hear and it's time to apply the knowledge. And with that, I'd actually really love to pull some cards. Now talking about cards for the last 25 minutes. <laughs> All right, let's see. What do anyone who's listening to this need to hear most right now and what support is being asked? Now I will say this, if there are parts of it that don't resonate with you, understand that it may not be for you, but please take the pieces that do feel like it's about you. Okay, so what I'm seeing here, the first card that really comes up is the Ace of Swords, and it's coming in reverse. Now, and it's talking about side by side with the Lover's card in reverse, and it's making me feel that there's either a relationship or a friendship where there's been some sort of lack of communication or some rigidity and some confusion, and it's trying to connect. Now, they're showing the best way to work through this miscommunication is to really lean into, it seems that this is really starting out with a time of harmony, of compromise, of resolution, and some sort of conflict that may have come in your life. Now, conflict may be a strong word for what was experienced, but some sort of, some sort of like clashing of, of disagreement so there's a bit of that coming to a close and coming to a space of calm and this reminder that the delays that you've been experiencing are valid but also reminding you you're not put on this planet to save anybody it's to help others by being most authentically yourself and also knowing like it's you're not here to save anybody it's not our job to save anyone but to be present and make connections and live our own life and i also see though this may be a time of peace that justice is something that's not ours to deal out and that good things do happen to good people but yet we all will still have obstacles and challenges in our life and it's not our job to worry about how karma will unfold but that knowing it always does 
and that let's talk about okay well oh i hope they get their karma listen it's never going to look the way you think and everyone has to heal their patterns by experiencing their own pattern and it's reminding us that what we may judge or dislike in others is a direct reflection of something that needs healing within us and that we're going to be shown those things over and over again and that those that have hurt us will also have to be shown their own patterns over and over again and that is how karma is shifted and changed and looked at now this does feel like a time for a lot of people of letting go and accepting help and having some hope for recovery now recovery can mean a lot of different things if you're someone who's shifting out of addiction or shifting out of bad habits like this is the perfect time to lean into that and also this could be that you're finally allowing yourself to rest after having pushed through so much and i see that being followed by the temperance card in reverse saying there's a bit of impatience about it all and that, oh, this needs to happen now, now, now. And there's this feeling of we need a little more grace and ease with ourselves and it doesn't need to be so hard. And you also don't need to be balancing so much. And then I see the Six of Swords and this healing and moving forward and finding stability. And also there's a moment of expanding your journey and expanding your path ahead and seeing life through a lot more optimistic eyes what else do we need to know spirit and that this we don't need to look at everything through everyone else's perspective sometimes we do need to look at our own and how do you want to view things because the only thing you can change is your own perspective and through all of that we get the king of wands and in this deck the king of wands is a phoenix and saying once you've allowed yourself to come into your own harmony your own stability and having taken the time to lick your wounds and heal and recover you get to rise from the ashes of all that you've just been through and get to experience the new life that you've been wanting and i think that's absolutely beautiful and I hope that you got a message from that that you've needed. And I look forward to connecting with you all again soon. Are you ready to dig deeper and connect even more to spirit? Then book a session with Chelsea at thepracticalpisces.com.